Definitely the best players championship I've ever watched. Incredible. A heater of a players championship. Ugh. If you didn't watch Sunday, you probably just you probably missed the best tournament of the year. I was on the edge of my seat from the time it came on at, at noon. Yep, and I, just, I hope everybody knows this by now. Our boy Rory, he did it. We're here. He he finally did it. After just almost winning every other tournament played this year. <laughs> <laughs> he decided to finally close the biggest one of the year, which is awesome. Goat move. Yep, he's he's streaking towards Augusta. How do you like him for Augusta after that win? I you know, it's the same thing. He I've liked him every year since like 2012. Yeah. And he just got to get it done. This the is the one that he needs. This year, or will there be a bigger letdown than if he misses this one? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I think people put a lot of pressure on him to win there, just because that's the one that he doesn't have yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I think his games looks like it's it's rounding into shape. The only thing that still worries me is the putter. Because you have to putt Augusta. You yeah. can't fake you can't fake it with the putter around Augusta. But if Sergio can putt well enough one week in Augusta. And Justin Rose that year, I mean, both of them. That, that's what they need that's what you need is just a good a good week on the greens. Because his game, it seems from top to bottom is there. Uh you... it's it's a mental battle and the putter. Those are the two things that He's got to get over. I'm glad you brought up the mental side. What do you think of his new, his new outlook? He's came on and he's been saying it for weeks, that he is changing his mentality to he's going to focus on him, and stay positive, and that winning will be a side effect. What do you think about that? I th- I think that's good. Um, I think it's especially for a guy like Rory who's been in the spotlight for as long as he has been. Um, and we've talked about it before, where you know it's hard to win on the PGA Tour, no matter if you're the best player in the world or, you know, n- number one hundred. It's it's really hard to win. There's a lot of good guys, a lot of good players. So, I think that gets a little blown out of proportion. But it's probably best that he doesn't really pay attention to that kind of pressure. Um, but it looked like he, well, at least at first was going to choke it. Yes. I really yes, thought it was I really thought he was going to. The chip uh, off the top of his wedge was really worrisome. And then he what he doubled he doubled two doubled four. Or four? Went in the water. Yeah. And then he had a double chip yeah. on another hole double like chip I think on, he, Oh, double chip on two to make On two, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not a good start. 
No, and I'm almost happier that that happened because I think he's going... I think that he's not always going to have his best game around the greens in the weeks when he's striping it like he did this week. He was first in strokes gained tee to green, which shouldn't surprise anybody who watched any day of the tournament. But I, uh, it is, it has been funny seeing all the analysts flip on his mentality. Remember, just a couple of weeks ago, they were saying that Rory didn't have the intensity to close, and that's why he wasn't closing, because he didn't look like he wanted it enough. Right. I feel like uh, his poor start kind of helped settle him in, mm-hmm. if that if that makes sense. No, I absolutely agree. It was it was more like well, he was then he was coming from behind a little more. Yeah. And, and he really had to he had to keep his foot down uh, if he wanted to end up winning. I think that that can add a little bit of a little bit more focus. Mhm. Uh which I think was good. I think so. I think what we're about to see is that Rory McIlroy is the first player of his caliber to choose to win without that intensity. And it's mainly from Tiger. I mean Tiger was always stone cold. Everybody was the enemy and that's pretty much how everybody measures anyone who gets to the point that Rory is. Right. They can have that look in their eye, but Rory is refusing to do that and almost sticking to who he is as a person because he can, he's just never will be that guy. Right. As far as demeanor and off the course. Hopefully that new attitude can, can help him win a few majors. Uh, maybe this year. Well, I actually think that it's going to be the key to him winning this year. And I think that because it's something we've never seen, there's going to be a lot of critics, especially former players of the last generation who have never seen anybody. They haven't been a part of this generation where there's a lot more friendship on tour. Right. And there's someone as talented as Rory McIlroy who doesn't need that edge. I mean, he's just too damn good to where that he can do it however he wants to. But I think this is the way that will bring out the best golf in Rory because he's doing exactly what golf demands and he's playing only against himself. He's in his own race. He, I think he's really honest when he says that winning's going to be a side effect of him accomplishing everything he wants to because there's no one on tour who swings the golf club like he does. No one right. even close. I think DJ at his best is the only one that's close to him. Right. And when, I mean, we've seen it before in, in major championships too, where he just puts his foot down and mm-hmm. nobody can catch him. Absolutely. And I think that comes when he's not trying too hard, when he's playing free. Right. Because he's only playing himself. And I think the new mentality and what he's going to show us is going to prove that we're just witnessing the peak with the players. I think this is just the first step. I mean, if you listen closely in his live from press conference after, I mean, he wasn't overjoyed with this win. He was happy. But it, you didn't see a sense of full relief that a lot of people thought they would once Rory finally won. And I think it's because it's just the start. He knew he was going to win. He fully believed it. He was ready for it. He won, and now it's on to the next one. Right. 
And that mentality, I think, is going to be why Rory isn't going to be surprised one bit when he shows up to Royal Port Rush ready to complete the Grand Slam. Wow. So you're saying he's going to win all of them? I'm saying he's going to win the first three. (laughs) And then I'm going to tell you this. There is nothing in this world that gets Tiger Woods motivated like somebody who threatens his legacy. And when Rory has won the first three majors and shows up in his home country, we're going to watch him and Tiger battle down the stretch. That would be amazing. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, though. I'm calling let's three majors t- for Rory. I just want that on the record. <laughs> three right. majors. Write that down. Not the Open. The Open, I have no idea. I have no idea who will win that when they do battle. And This podcast is going to age extremely well. I can't <laughs> wait. So a few takeaways. I have some takeaways from this weekend. I'd love to hear them. Uh, first, I want to start with... Uh, Saturday, John Rom did not miss a golf shot. No. He played so good on Saturday. It was really impressive to watch. That he has that switch where he just stripes the fuck out of the ball. Yeah. He really is a great ball striker at times. He's streaky, but he's great at times. So that that was good to see. And, I, I, you know, he's kind of been talking about the same same things that Rory has. Uh, you know, trying to work on his attitude, trying to, you know, stay out of his own way, mm-hmm. uh, keep his emotions in check, things like that. Um, so it was, it was, you know, he kind of got away from that later on Sunday. Um, I think his, I think his caddy thing, really hung him out to dry on eleven. I want to say that. I think yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people who have never been in the player-caddy relationship are going to say that his caddy should have stepped in, should have been more forceful, and that's the complete opposite. The caddy said exactly what he should when he said, I'm going to get you to that flat, and then you're going to... Wait, was was 11 when he tried to hit that bunker shot? Yeah, he tried to hit the hook. I was actually going to say something about that because that was probably one of the stupidest decisions I've seen a professional golfer try to make. I think it was, that was an a, that was an, terrible That was an impossible golf shot to hit. You're absolutely right. So but, I don't I don't really think his caddy was in the wrong there. No, his to, caddy wasn't in the wrong to tell him exactly what he told him. He said, I'm going to get you to that flat. You're going to have 125 in. There's no reason to try this shot. That's fine. He says that. And then John Rahm says, I'm not comfortable hitting the layup from this lie. And even as stupid as it is, the caddy's job is to give him confidence because it's John Rahm's round. Just because there's no way in hell, I don't know if there's anybody else in the world who wouldn't have laid up. But but it cost cost him a stroke. But the caddy was coming from a place where he said, I would never attempt this shot. If John Rahm's going to attempt that shot after he told him Everything that he could do for him. He told him his side of the argument. I think the only thing more he could have done is step John Rahm away from the shot and just given him more time to think. Especially because they were playing ahead of schedule. They weren't on the clock or anything. They should have taken more time first off. 
But once John Rahm decides he's not going to do that and he's going to try the impossible shot, his caddy's got to be all in for him and tell him that he's going to get it. See, I just, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I think he should have been been a little more on him and said, you know, that this really isn't the right shot to hit. Because, it, I mean, it, it you know, you don't really know, but it could have changed um, how things, you know, turn out. He, he, you know, he ends up, he gets it up and down from 120 yards or whatever. But he did makes tell him par, that. Makes a good moment in par. He told him. I just, I just don't think his caddy should have let him try to hit that shot. And I'm not blaming the caddy because ultimately, like you said, it's John Rahm's decision. But it was I'm just blaming a really, the caddy really dumb for decision. leaving John Rahm in that bunker with no confidence. Especially knowing that Rahm can be stubborn, he's going to step in that bunker and hit it. So you've got to right. give him all the help you can as his guy and back him. Because I mean, how many of the great shots in history have been terrible decisions? Phil's shot from the pine straw. It would have been pretty but, easy to make a lot of sense punching out. But Phil, like, in that situation, Phil was also hitting a fairly straight shot. This was, I, like, it's I seriously... I understand this shot have you ever was tried the to... dumbest shot in the world. And I don't think it really matters if he gets in there and he's 100% confident in it. He's not going to pull that shot off. I don't think he pulls it off either. I'm just saying. The caddy didn't do his job by not giving him any confidence at all. I don't think it would have changed anything. I think he still would have hit in the water. Mm -hmm. But I think that the caddy's job was to give him confidence at that point because it's not his round. It's John Rahm's responsibility. It's John Rahm's choice. And once he tells the caddy that he's not going to go with the caddy's decision, the caddy's got to be all behind him because that's all you can do as a caddy. The decision, now we can talk about that separately, was the dumbest I have seen in modern golf. Yeah, it just, it just wasn't the right shot. I mean, I get I, I know what he was trying to do. I don't. And, you know, I don't get what he was trying to do. The best I saw, the best case scenario was to be in the bunker and have a tough bunker shot. Yeah. I mean, it... It just it just was bad all the all the way around. And he'll learn from it. That's right. That's the best part is he'll learn from it and I don't know what that does to him and his caddy because he really left him with no confidence. Right. But So I let's talk his, when I, I want to talk about his swing on Sunday. Okay. About John Rahm's. Um John Rahm hits kind of a slap cut or a slap hook. And it's a lot like Ricky's. You can see him at the top, they kind of lay the club off. Correct? Mm -hmm. And what that needs is a very in-sequence and smooth transition. Right. And what I was seeing is that John Rahm wasn't quite finishing his swing. And his transition then was a little quick, which causes the two-way miss. Because right. when you're trying to hit the cut, you're going to come over the top too much and miss left. And then when you're trying to hit a draw, or a little slap hook, he, he hits a low slap hook when he wants to really step on one. But when you're trying to do that, you're going to block it because you're worried about the hook. But, that right. I mean, you saw that. He had the two-way miss all Sunday, 
And I don't know if there's any way to fix it other than maybe tell his caddy before the round, hey, if he's missing like this, this is what you got to remind him of. Or it's just going to be with more experience in the final group. He's going to stop that I habit. Feeling that, that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. But we've seen Ricky get the two-way miss too. Especially oh, yeah. off the tee. And that's why right. Ricky has a shorter driver. Right. But as a flat swinger, I really felt for him with that two-way miss. Right. It's bad. It gets bad sometimes, especially mm-hmm. under pressure. But let's talk. So when I turned on the TV on Sunday, T19 was three shots back, yeah, which was that, incredible. I mean, it doesn't get more of a major than that. Right. Like, there was a point where I thought Brian Harmon could win. I definitely thought Johnny Vegas could win. Johnny Vegas is sneaky good. Johnny Vegas is so good. Sneaky, sneaky good. And I'm not going to – I got to be completely honest. The whole day I was rooting for Jim Furyk. And I think think you were – you're not a real golf fan if you didn't – if you weren't rooting for Jim Furyk. I really like want you to... might not have wanted him to win, but no. you were rooting for him. Like you wanted him to just keep plugging away. And I wanted him to. A... Best case scenario for me was Jim Fear to lose in a playoff to Rory. Rory birdies the playoff hole. That was best case scenario. But I was watching it, and I was just, it was amazing. He was just battling captain versus European Ryder Cup team. All Sunday long, and that shot he hit on 18 was, was one of the balls. Those two shots, that tee shot he hit, that landed like a couple yards right of the water, mm-hmm. just perfect. And then yeah. he gets up and walks it to walks it in from the fairway to like two feet. That was the best I've ever seen anyone play an 18th hole, and they gave they set up 18. To have those fireworks. The pin was front left. When it's usually back left. This is a much harder location. But I don't think it would have mattered on Sunday for Jim Fury. I can't believe his putt didn't drop on 17. Oh my god. He couldn't believe it either. I. It had to have hit an imprint. Something to keep it up. Because that putt on that line had been dropping all day. Yeah. All day but he just it it was just really fun to watch him on sunday and then how about those speaking of 17 puts that should have went in and then puts and then puts that probably shouldn't have went in uh eddie pepperell's putt and johnny vegas just back-to-back groups making just hitting honestly terrible golf shots honestly i think it's an am move to sit on the 17th tee if you're at the players on sunday because you're going to miss a lot of the golf. You're only going to see part three shots. But anybody who sat there for the final groups this Sunday, what a show. Just bombs. They just made bombs. Johnny back Vegas back, made like, the longest putt you can ever make on that hole. I, I don't think there can physically be a longer putt with the pin placements. No. <laughs> no. It was incredible. And they just dripped, like, poured in the center, too. Oh. I would have, I would pay a lot of money to have been there to watch Johnny's go in. 
I mean, it was electric. It was waste management lab. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Yeah, so I thought those two guys had a good chance to win. I thought um, Snedeker had a chance to win at one point in the day. And then after Tommy Fleetwood makes eagle on 16. I thought Fleetwood was going to tie. I, I was like, he's still in it. He he's still in it. He's got he's two down with two to go. And but he just he just looked lost, man, all Sunday. Yeah, it, it's all scary Sunday. when a ball striker is good as Fleetwood. Um, especially with the swing he has where it's pretty much all body and his arms just follow. And it's beautiful. That's how he hits a perfect little cut and draw on command. It's right. just a small adjustment in his hands. And to watch him be all over the planet like he was. I mean, I think it really showed that this is a tournament the players care about. And it showed that there's a lot of good guys that don't yet have the experience to go and get it. Right. But I think I think it's it's good for these guys to be in this kind of situation in on these big stages, because um, I think it I think like we talked about earlier, it's going to make the major season really really interesting. Oh yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot of guys that uh, that want to prove that they belong. That kind of I do want to know. Let's run down the leaderboard. Who do you think is for real, and who do you think just had a great week? So we'll go down. Well, there's a lot of guys that I think I think are for real. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I want to point out. Furick, what do you think of Furick going forward? Because he put it – I mean, he showed that he has more control over his golf ball than ever almost. I mean, I've never I, seen him play like that. I mean, he did shoot 59 and 58. Well, yes, so, I'll give you that. Um, you know, I think he's Jim Furyk. He's going to be as consistent as possible all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's proven that he obviously belongs on tour, that he's a, you know, a, a Hall of Famer. Um, but, yeah, so, so some of the guys, Johnny Vegas, I'm still a little iffy on in terms of, like, majors and things like that. Um, obviously DJ, another guy who I thought had a chance to win at one point. DJ did about everything he could on Sunday. I thought. Uh, yeah, he just didn't make a lot of putts. No. I thought he struck it well. I thought he made every right decision. Yeah. Uh, some, but, like sometimes it's just not your day. Right. Um, one, one guy, Abraham Answer is really good. Did you see his shot from the bunker through the trees? He is really good, yes. That was one of the best fairway bunker shots I've ever seen. I th- yeah, I, he's legit. I I really I really think so. He's a I he's a little older though, isn't he? 20 is he 27? Yep, he's getting in that range, past 25 before 30. But but you know, I think he um I don't know about major champion, but he's definitely a guy to watch out for on tour. Um, I think you know the you look at the leaderboard and it's just I mean stacked all the way up up the top. Um, 
a couple of guys that finished a little bit back. Tony Finau, I really think is legit. I think he can win majors. Um, if he can just fine tune a few things, because he hits the ball so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, shaky on Sunday, but you know, T twenty two. I was shocked that Kisner wasn't more of a factor. Really yeah, he was. he did not play good on the weekend. Mm-mm. He's normally a guy who is so steady that he's at least going to be there. I mean, right. you, you rarely see him falter, and I've seen that lately. So I don't know if it's that he's just getting started, hasn't practiced a ton, because he's a guy who really relies on his ball striking and rolling the rock. Yeah. Um, Eddie Pepperell, I think, is kind of the same as um, as Abraham Answer. I think he, you know, I don't know about majors, but he's a guy that people really don't know about just because he doesn't play on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got a lot of game. Saw that at the, was it the Open last year? Yeah. Uh, he kind of snuck, snuck in on Sunday. Top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he... Um, so I think he's a guy to look out for, but I, I really could see him um, at least winning him. I mean, at, at least, but winning a major. He's got a, the game, too. Um, I think, you know, he's solid tee to green. Mm-hmm. But well. Um, he's got a good group of mentors over in Europe right now. Yeah. A really good group that if he's going to get close to those guys and learn from them, I mean... That's something that could send him over. And maybe the competition with Fleetwood getting hot in the U.S. I mean, we're really seeing the international players step up on tour. Yeah. I, I think that's good for the game and good for the PJ Tour, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about for American viewers, since it's not, you know, Dustin Johnson no, and Tiger for the, winning for the golf tournaments. Viewer, it's not good. That but, is something that's going to get them turning off the TV. Right, but for, for golf fans to see another guy like that, our boy Matty Wallace, too, mm-hmm. is another uh, another young um, Brit. It's it's almost like uh, just watching every week, you're going to see these guys that hit every fairway. And they're mainly the internationals, and then you got the Americans playing it in the air as long as they can. It's right. fun to watch the contrast every every weekend, and I think that was my favorite part about this Players Championship is that it opened the door to everybody. I mean, first was the best player, strokes gained tee to green, arguably the longest in the world, and the shortest on tour. They were right. one two. Right. Jim Jim Furyk watching him play gives me faith that I can like I watch Jim play and I'm like I could do that. Really, like he doesn't do anything flashy. No. You know what it, I mean? Like really you watch does. you watch Rory or DJ hit drivers you're like, "Oh, I can't do that." Fun you watch- comment from the weekend. Um Jason Day told Brad Faxon that so Brad said, is there anybody you stop and watch on the range while you're walking by? And, of course, Jason Day, I mean, he's going to be like, oh, no way. And then he goes, well, actually, if I stop by Rory, I'm going to watch him. Yeah. I mean, that's just how good Rory McIlroy is, that he impresses Jason Day with the club in his hand. Right. 
it'll, it'll be fun to see him going forward. Uh, I do have to say, though, not a huge Jason Day fan. Why not? I don't. I don't really know. I think. Well, he's annoying that he. Uh, I feel like he's always got excuses. When he's not playing well, he gets mysterious injuries. That's just a theory. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, this has nothing to do with whether I like him or not. But he looks a little fat. I don't know if you noticed. He that. he's been gaining weight. Um, when he was at his peak, he looked like a gym rat. Looked a lot like stacked. Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Yeah, he was stacked. But now he he looks a little chubby. Yeah, and I think it really did. Uh, I think it really did kind of derail him when his mom got cancer a year ago. Yeah. I mean, you rarely saw him, and I have no idea what that would be like. But still, two years removed. I mean, he's not showing. He's not showing the Jason Day we thought we were going to get to see. But I think he's a he's another guy that you know if his game is rounding into form, you know, watch out for him at Augusta. He's one because of the best his, putters in the world. Right, and his you know he he likes to move it right to left, and he hits it really high. And when he's driving it well, he drives it just about as good as anybody. Um, that's why you're seeing these long American hitters in the majors is that they can toss it up so high that even though the greens are fast and firm major conditions, I mean, they're almost playing it very similar to a tour event, a regular tour event. Right. Which is just something that baffles the generation before that used to have to think of how they were going to hold a six iron on U.S. Open greens. I uh, I want to talk about Jordan Spieth. Oh my God! Another... So we I I did say last week that he's probably going to miss the cut because he mm-hmm. doesn't really do well at making cuts here. No. Um, and this isn't a course that sets up for him. No, it really isn't. Not when so he's I, struggling, for sure. Well, it doesn't even set up well for him when he's not struggling. <laughs> but, yeah, go, go ahead and, if you have a take, I want to hear it. Well, I just think that seeing Rory come back, now he had the rib injury two years ago, but he was kind of faltering for a year. He won the... Arnold Palmer Invitational on a career week of putting. And then goes kind of quiet. And then all the talk goes about he can't close. That's bullshit. But still, does it give you more or less hope for Jordan Spieth? Oh, man. See, I've been losing hope. I've been losing hope for Jordan Spieth. Um, He's been plummeting in the world golf rankings. Mm-hmm. He's in the um, 20s. He is 25 last time I saw. Yeah, somewhere around there. Tw- 30. Oh, God. He is 30 this week now. So he's these are his, his finishes this year are miscut, T35, T45, T51, T54, missed cut. Yeah. <sighs> If there's one thing that I heard one thing that gave me hope today on Sirius XM 
and um, it was on Michael Breed's show. Greg Ducharme is uh, his assistant was in for him today, but he's this is just a quote, one of those weird quotes that says "people close to." So this is from those close to Jordan Spieth, but I found it interesting. Jordan's camp. Yeah, Jordan's camp. Um, they said that part of the issue is that Jordan. It's Jordan hasn't said this is the issue. This is whoever in his camp is speculating this, but that when Jordan was on his tear, he didn't even know what made him so good. And that's almost an obvious statement. Because it was like lightning in a bottle. The kid would scramble his ass off. He'd look terrible one hole. Next hole, he'd birdie the next three. And he never did anything more than make 25-foot putts that made you think this is a special talent. Right. And so I just found it really interesting to... Because it makes sense. He never seemed like he knew what his best part of his game was. He just loved winning. And he just had... I mean, you almost saw a guy play a whole season just with his heart. Right, right. (laughs) And that's not to take anything away from all the great things he did that year. That's just saying, I mean, there was no one getting in his way that year. No one. Right. He was kind of just willing his way to championships. And when that goes away, it's, I mean, how do you, how do you practice an intangible? You can't. Right. Although I do have to say, um, in, you know, golf is a funny game and he's still got the talent, obviously, mm-hmm. that he had, you know, and two seasons ago he won three times. Yes. So I, you know, as much as I am losing faith, I also wouldn't be surprised to see him win uh, win this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win a major. Um, or I wouldn't be surprised to see him win multiple times. You know, mm-hmm. none of that would su- would surprise me. Um, I think it's hard, especially when you come off of, um, you know, you win majors in 15, you win majors in 17, um, you win... 11 times in those three seasons and then to go on a stretch where you have, you know, two, two top threes and three top tens last year. Um, so you have as many top tens as missed cuts type of thing. And, and, you know, you were world number one and nobody was going to touch you and people were comparing you to tiger and people were saying you're the next big thing in golf and in, Mm -hmm. you know, you're the next great player, great American player. Um, I think, uh, I mean, he's still young. I think that's hard. That can be hard for somebody to handle, even though he, he was, um, you know, the sort of the next big thing for American golf, um, when he was winning junior, uh, junior AMs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and playing on the PGA tour when he was 16. But I think, um, you know, I don't know if he needs, swing help i don't know if he needs um a new caddy i don't you know i don't really know what could sort of get his you know get the ball rolling again but i like i said i wouldn't be surprised to see him win or win multiple times or 
the one thing I hope is that he he can show up to Augusta and and sort of battle some demons that he has mm-hmm. there because I think he's like when you think of what the Masters is and you think of what he is as a as a person, you know, he's you know humble, he's clean cut, he's you know all the things that they look for in a champion there. It you know it'd be cool to see him get get back in a green jacket because he really should have two of them. Yeah, that's, and I think part of it, part of the struggle he's going to have to find his way through, and I have no idea what it is or how, but Tiger, something that Tiger has had in every comeback is that he's come back before. And I just use that example because Tiger's come back the most of anybody recently, but Jordan completely lost his game and there's still gotta be a thought in his mind that maybe I'll never get it back because he's never, he's never struggled. This is his first drought. His first, I think it's a slump, honestly. And I think it's just going to take one thing. Just wait. Next time he wins, it's going to be one very small suggestion adjustment attitude change something very small that just triggers that will again and that right i mean he almost played so youthful that it's that's what made him good he was fearless he never would have imagined that something like 12 at augusta would happen to him that's what made him so good in majors so young is he was running around like he had never fallen before. Right, and he wasn't intimidated by the moment. No, nothing scared me. I think that was a lot of the fun of that year. And kind of what got everybody to become a Jordan Spieth fan is there was a beautiful youthfulness to the way he played the game and that will. And so I really hope he gets back, but I think him and Rory are in vastly different situations. Definitely. But it, I hope maybe they'll battle it out at Augusta, which would be cool. That would be oh, I'd cry. I I don't know who I'd want to win. Yeah, I don't know. He Spieth is gonna have after Rory getting this win, all the attention is gonna be on him. I don't think he knows how much attention from the media Rory was taking away from Jordan and his struggle by going through a struggle of his own. So let's let's move on to next week a little bit. Do a little preview. We'll just make a we'll just make a quick pick. Yeah. We'll talk next about next week is uh, just one of three that we need to check off the calendar. That's it. There's three more. Three that I can't even believe that we're saying that. Three more weeks till Augusta. Whew. And so we I actually texted you about this. I think. Um. But for me, it just feels like a, it just feels like a Patty Reed week. You know, his arch yep. nemesis, his arch nemesis wins the week before. It's his captain, oh captain, my captain, <laughs> is out there trying to take him down. It's Patty Reed's week to just say, you know what, I'm the Masters champion. You know, I played well here before. 
he's he's he, and he's not playing bad. He's he's made 15 straight cuts this season or worldwide in his last 15. So that's that's solid playing for any pro. And so I think you know the course sets up well for him. He's he's looking to get you know back into form uh, leading up to defend his his green jacket. It just it just feels like a Patty Reed week. I mean, speaking of golfers who just will their way to a victory, that's a pick that's hard to argue with any any week, especially one after. I mean, Patrick Reed plays inspired. He's definitely oh, one yeah. of those guys who pays attention to other golfers. Um, he'll be playing with a chip. You're absolutely right. But I have a tough time. Ignoring Dustin Johnson. That's my pick. I mean, he's number one in the world. He's playing in the weakest field the Valspar is going to have. I mean, right after the players. And I think that he, like you said, all he didn't do on Sunday was make putts. I mean, he striped the ball. And I really thought that he showed a lot of... I liked the demeanor he had Sunday. And I liked that he still put up a great... Kind of like Rory did. That he was still finishing close to the lead. Or having a good week even when he didn't have his best stuff. Right. And somewhere... He he has won twice in his last seven seven starts. Mm Mm-hmm. So, all right, that, he, that's our picks. I like them. I like that. I'd be shocked if someone else won. Honestly. Honest, hon- honestly, I would be too. But if someone else does, it better be Jim Furyk, because that man. Nah. <laughs> that would be incredible. He's that gotta would be have the, one the bluest of balls, right? <laughs> I mean, they're just—he can't even walk. They're swollen. <laughs> He's got to be thinking, what more does he have to do on a Sunday? He did it all. He did all he could. He didn't lose that golf tournament. No. That's for damn sure. That's where you wish they had two trophies. They should have given him the old crystal. (laughs) (laughs) A nice second place crystal for Jimmy. That's. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. That's it for me. I mean. That's Maybe all I got, a, too. a nice casual watch at the Valspar never will hurt anyone. No, just, it'll be like a... Just like the players playing in it. Yeah. It's not, we're, we're coming off a, a big high of the Players' Championship. Now we're just going to kick back and relax and enjoy the mm-hmm. Copperhead course. Let's just try and uh, snag some FedEx Cup points, you know? Yeah. Oh, just yeah. Just a little bit. We're in the area. <laughs> Whatever. Get a get a bump up because it really matters in the fifth week of the season. Yeah, because that ten stroke lead is about to <laughs> is about to happen this year. You're gonna have to be oh, ten yeah, strokes better. back if you're not up there. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. Our next pod will be in a week after a, an explosive Valspar. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> <laughs>